Granger with Granger. He told me. I'll find a policeman quickly. Hey, there. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Oh, mister, please help me. I've got to get to a policeman. Before we do anything, we better move into that doorway. Out of this rain. Come on. But, mister... Come on, come on. Now, what happened? Fight with the husband? Oh, no, no. It's, it's the man. What? He's told me. He's going to kill me. What man? Where? A big man. He was wearing a gray hat. He was right behind me. You're wrong, baby. There's nobody behind you. Take a look. But I saw him. I tell you. You were running towards me and nearly knocked me over. You may take my word for a little lady, there was no one behind you. But he was after me. I know he was. You know this man in the gray hat? No. Then why would he chase you on a rainy night? Because I... I saw him commit murder. This is Steve Granger, private detective, with a story about a rainy night which was the setting for violent death. And which, just incidentally, almost had me labeled by my friends in the police department as nuts. In just a moment, I'll take you back to one of my most interesting cases. I took a good look at the young woman who bumped into me in the rain and found a blonde youngster in her early 20s dressed in nothing but a drenched summer dress which clung to her skin like a label to a perfume bottle. Mr. Please. Now, where did you see this man in the gray hat commit murder? From my apartment. Now, what's your name? Pat. Pat Benton. Now, please. Please look back again. I'm sure he's following me. Pat, there's no one else around. Now, come on. Let me take you home. Oh, but I'm frightened. I can't go back there. Look, baby, I'm Steve Granger, private detective. We'll see that you're safe. Then you can tell me the whole story. If it holds together, I'll call in the law. Now, is that a deal? Well, yes. Okay. Now, let's hurry. You're soaking wet. I went ahead of the girl and checked her apartment. It was empty. Then while she changed into some dry clothes, I looked it over. It was typical of hundreds of New York apartments. One room, doubling for living and sleeping. A window that looked out over a fire escape and three lines of dingy laundry. The window opposite was dark. Well, I feel better now, Mr. Granger. Well, you'll look a little bit better, too. Now, uh, suppose you tell me how you happened to witness a murder. Hmm? Well, it was just a little while ago. You see, when I've got nothing to do at night, I sit by the window and look out over the court. You look into other tenants' windows? Oh, it's a harmless diversion, and you'd be surprised what you see. I can imagine. Go on. My room was dark. I turned off my lights. There was a man in a chair by the window just opposite. That one? The one that's dark? Yeah. He was reading. Mm. Then he got up and went to the door and opened it. A man and a woman came in. This was the man in the gray hat? Yeah. Can you describe the woman? She was wearing a, a blue dress and a white stole. It looked like it was made out of linen or something. You see her face? No. And they just walked in and killed this man, was that it? Oh, no, 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 it wasn't, wasn't like that at all. Mm. They, they seemed to be very good friends. The man had been sitting by the window mixing drinks and as they talked... The woman sat opposite him. Did it look like they were having an argument? Oh, no, no. Suddenly, the man in the gray hat moved around to the back of the other man's chair. The woman looked up at him and nodded her head. That's when I saw the knife. Go on. He plunged it into the man's back. Mr. Granger, it was awful. I've never seen anything like that before. How did the killer happen to see you? I I was leaning out of my window. 
The lights in the apartment up above were turned on and they shone right down on me. I, I screamed and the man in the gray hat looked across and he saw me. You sure about all this? Of course. I moved away from the window. I went over and picked up the telephone. You were going to call the police, is that it? Yes, but there was a knock on the door. I had a terrible feeling with the man in the gray hat. He knew I was a witness to what had taken place. You didn't call. I was afraid he'd hear me and break the door down. I waited. He tried the door. Then I heard scratching, like he was trying a key in the lock. You keep saying he. How did you know it was a man? After a few minutes had passed, I went over and opened my door. I saw him standing at the end of the hall. It was a man in the gray hat. He was waiting for me. How'd you get out? I went down the fire escape. Thought if I could find a policeman, he could arrest him. Mm. I'll just use your phone. Are you calling the police? But was there a dial tone on this phone when you tried it? Yeah. It's dead now. It's not working? Nope. It must be the man in the gray hat. He cut the lines. There must be 50 telephones in this building. And your line would be pretty hard to find. Well, what do we do? Terminal box should be in the basement. Let's go down. See if your line's been disconnected. Oh, but I'm afraid. He's come back. He knows I'm here. What do we do? You get in the kitchen. I'll answer it. All right, but I'm so frightened. Don't make a sound. Yep. Oh, I beg your pardon. I, uh... I was looking for a young woman. I'm sorry. There's no young woman here. Yeah, I must have got the wrong apartment number. What's the young woman's name? It doesn't matter. I have her phone number. I'll call her and get the correct address. Good night. Okay. He's gone. Was it him? The man wearing the gray hat? No, this was a heavyset fellow, about 45. Had on a brown suit. That's the man. Oh, Mr. Granger, I'm afraid. Okay, lock the window. And when I leave, lock the door. Oh, no. I'm afraid to stay here alone. I can't... Okay, Miss Benton. Then you better come along with me. It's dark down here. Let me see. No terminal box on this side. Mr. Granger. Hmm? Don't you think you ought to call the police? Just a minute, Pat. Oh, here it is. Now, uh, we'll see if your line was cut or what happened. Hey, that light in the far corner. It's out. Stand still. Somebody down here with us. Right in the gray hat. See any bit of the weekend. Now, don't make a sound. He knows where we are. He's coming to me. I can't stand it anymore. Help somebody. Help. All right, you. Just one. I'd started after the mysterious stranger, but must have misjudged my distance and passed him because he clipped me right behind the ear. I did a slow, ungraceful swan dive and landed on my face. I'll continue with this interesting story in a minute. I came to in the basement of Pat Benton's apartment house. Groaning, I got to my feet and found the light switch. A dim glow flooded the basement with a bilious yellow light. Pat Benton had disappeared. This was the door to the girl's apartment. I listened to the panel, hoping for some sound. There was none. Inside, I flipped the light switch. 
There was no one there. I picked up the phone. The dial tone, which hadn't been there a little while before, was back. I dialed my friend, Lieutenant Jake Rankin, at police headquarters. Rankin speaking. Oh, this is Granger. I got something for you. Why, thanks, Gumshoe. I haven't a thing to do down here. I'm just aching for some work, along with a ton of labor on my desk right now. Well, what's on your alleged mind? I'm in the apartment of a girl named Pat Benton. It's 2479 West 44th Street. Are you having a good time? Something strange happening. I met her on the street. She claimed she saw a murder committed. So? I came back to investigate. Her telephone was out of order. We went out of the basement to check up. I got slugged. She disappeared. Well, what do you want me to do? I'm in homicide on the missing persons bureau. Get a John Doe warrant and drop around. I'd like to see the inside of a certain apartment. <laughs> Okay, so you went downstairs to check the telephone. You got hit. You woke up. The girl was gone. She was sitting right here by this window. She claimed she saw a man stabbed by another man wearing a gray hat. There was a woman with him. Where? Over in that apartment across the court? Yes, bright eyes. How about dropping over and paying a visit? I notice there's a light now. It's been dark until just a few minutes ago. Well, I don't know, Granger. Barging into apartments at this hour of the night is... Hey, suppose the girl was a crackpot. She was plenty frightened, but she wasn't a crackpot. How about it? All right, I'll go along with you. This once. This must be it. Let's see. This is funny. Name of the plate says Hannah Rosalie. The Benton girl gave me the impression that a man lived in this apartment. So what? Let's take a chance anyway. With shots in the basement, you'd have a legitimate reason to ask questions. Right. Somebody's home, all right. Been here rustling around. Who is there? Police department. Police? What's wrong? I'm Lieutenant Rankin, ma'am. We got a report that been some shots fired in this building. Shots? Yes. Have you heard anything? No, no, not a thing. How long have you been home? Why, I just got in a little while ago. Hmm. Would you like to come in and look around? In case you think I've been indulging in a little target practice. Well, Miss Rosely, uh... maybe we ought to uh, look down in that areaway, Lieutenant. Might spot something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, by all means, come in. Look all you like. You'll uh, you'll find I'm a very law-abiding person. I'll just open this window for a second, Miss. See anything? No, not a thing. It's too dark. Well, you finished? Yeah. Well, thank you, Miss Rosalie, and we're sorry about the intrusion. Oh, don't mention it, Lieutenant. Hey, good night. Night. Granger, are you sure you're not dreaming all this up? Nope. Why the gag about the window? Wanted to check the chairs the Benton girl told me about. And? It would be possible for a man to do exactly as she said. I used the window routine to check the chairs for blood stains. There were none. No. And I didn't see any dead bodies either. They could have disposed of the body. Could have been hidden in a closet. Granger, Hannah Rosie lives in that apartment, alone. Why would a man be sitting there? There was a man there sometime tonight. What? The ashtray next to the chair where Pat Benton claimed she saw the man was loaded with ashes from a pipe. Well, that doesn't mean a thing. She could have had a male visitor earlier. Uh-huh. Now look, Gumshoe. I'm leaving this to you. Give me a description of the Benton girl. I'll turn at headquarters. Okay. I got another idea, too. Got your car here? Park at the curb. Why? I think we're being watched. Where? Who? The watcher wouldn't be that obvious. 
car's over there. By that fire hydrant. I'll go with you. But drop me off at the next corner. Coming back here? What have I got to lose? I rode to the corner with the police lieutenant, got off, walked into a phone booth and dialed a number. A minute later, I was talking to Cal Hendricks. Hiya, Stevie. What's on your mind? Cal, get out your thinking cap and do a take on a woman named Hannah Rosley. She's about 35, red hair, 5 feet 6 in heels, dresses well, sounds like a well-educated person. Okay, you want me to check Hannah Rosley? What else? I'll be prowling an apartment building at 2479 or 2481 West 44th Street. If you come up with anything, call Rankin. I moved out of the drugstore from where I'd phoned the newspaper man and back to towards 2481 West 44th, block away. Close to the building, I got a break. The man scurried out of 2479 and went next door to 2481, and I recognized him. It was the man who'd been looking for Pat Benton when I answered the door of her apartment. This was interesting. 2479 was Pat Benton's building. 2481 was the building in which Hannah Rosley had her apartment. The one where Pat saw a murder committed. It looked to me the tale for the man in the gray hat was in order. In just a minute, I'll bring you the climax of the case. When I saw the man who Pat Benton said was a murderer go into number 2481... I slipped into the courtyard between the two buildings and made use of the fire escape, which led to Hannah Rosley's window. I parked outside, feeling like the end man in a bad minstrel show. Peering underneath a drawn shade, I could see the man and could barely hear the voices. They're gone. Yeah, just as I said. The police officer took the other man with him in his car. I recognize the other man. He's Steve Granger. A private eye? Yeah. He doesn't know you. Oh, no. Well, we can't take a chance now. We'll have to dispose of the girl as well as Kelvin's body. How? I have Granger's revolver. I'll have a little surprise for him. You're going to kill her? With this gun. With his gun. The police will ask questions when they find her body. It'll divert suspicion. That's murder. What we did to our friend was murder, too, my dear. I was very careful to carry Granger's gun in my handkerchief. The only prints will be his. Very smart, Will. Now, you go over to the girl's apartment. Pack her clothes in that old suitcase. I'll sink it in Long Island Sound after I dispose of her. Uh, where are you going now? To get the car. Then I'll get the girl out of the basement. Will, Wait. Wouldn't it be better just to have the girl disappear? Look, baby, I'll do it my way, and don't you ever forget that. I'd heard enough. The spot where Pat Benton was being held prisoner. It took two minutes to get over to 2479 and down the steps to the cellar. I remembered seeing a doorway that led into a laundry room, probably filled with automatic washes and whatnot, and figured it as a logical place to hide the girl. This was the laundry room. Over in one corner, there was a pile of linens. Underneath, I looked into the frightened eyes of the Benton girl. Take it easy, Pat. I'll be out of here in two seconds. You pelted a nice gag job on you. There you are. 
Let's let's get at those cars. Come on. I was afraid he'd come back. He's going to. But he'll be in for a disappointment. There you are. Can you stand? Uh, come on, let me help you. My my legs, I can't move them. Rub them as hard as you can. We haven't much time. You'll be here shortly. How did you find me? Never mind. Keep rubbing. Oh, they sting. Try walking. I'll help you. Come on. I've had a foot go to sleep. It's nothing like this. Yeah. Hold it. That's your friend. We're going to find a place to hide. Over there behind the furnace. And move as softly as you can. Quick and don't make a sound. out you've gone. Hey, look around the laundry room first. Is there a back way out of here? Yes, over there. A door that leads up to the street. Come on. Watch in back of us while I get this door open. You see anything? He's still in the laundry room. Good. Now, hurry up. And if he sees us, you run while I distract him. Grab a taxi and go to police headquarters. Tell Lieutenant Rankin what's happened. All right. Go on ahead of me. Turn around. Turn around. He's seen us. Yeah. Right. Come on. Let's move, girlie, fast. Where? The police? No. First to my apartment. Mr. Granger, don't you think the man in the gray hat might come over here to my apartment? Uh huh. That reminds me. A gun. That's right. This trip will take no chances. I want to make a phone call. Hello, Cal. What'd you find out? Uh-huh. I see. Yeah. They did. But did you get a description of the man? Uh-huh. Yeah, this begins to add up. Sure, that's why one was killed. Yeah, thanks, Cal. You're a great help. Good night. No, no, I don't need another thing. See you tomorrow. It was Cal Hendricks, an old pal. He locked up your friends for me. I think I know why that man was killed. Why? Anna Rosalie has been working around the country with two men. One is named Will Stanick. The other one's name is unknown. They were last seen in Chicago where they fleeced some widow out of her life savings. But why was the one man killed? Well, Stanick is the man who tied you up. He knifed his partner. Probably a disagreement about money. Or even a double cross. Then the police can pick him up and they won't have to worry? Yeah. Except for one thing. What happened to the body of the man who was killed? It wasn't found? No. But when Lieutenant Rankin learns the truth, I have an idea that uh, Miss Rosalie will talk. I want you to help me. How? Ever see one of these before? Why, no, no, I haven't. Well, it's a blackjack. You hold it like this and apply it to the top of the person's head, right? Oh, I've seen it done in the movies. You know how to do it? Well, I, I could try. Okay, use it if you have to. And don't spare the muscle. Both of these people are killers, remember? I know. Mm-hmm. We've got to bring these characters out into the open. That's the door. It'll be him. Well, stand over there. Look natural. And put that blackjack out of sight. All right. Oh. Mr. Gray. Come in, Miss Rosalie. Oh, there you are, Pat. I've been looking all over for you. You stay away from me. Oh, now, really, that's no way to talk to your cousin. Mr. Granger, keep her away from me. Would you mind explaining, Miss Rosalie? Oh, Pat is my cousin. She's 
been having a little trouble with the fact of their mind. Oh? That's why we got apartments overlooking each other. I, I can keep an eye on her. Mm-hmm. You see, she, uh, she keeps imagining that she sees murder. She tells people about them and they're inclined to believe her. And, oh, well, it, it is very embarrassing. I can imagine. Oh, she's uh, told you, of course. She has, and I'm inclined to believe her, Miss Rosalie. Particularly when she mentions a stabbing in your place. Oh, really, now, I'll, I'll just have to take her home if you don't mind. I definitely do mind. Because your little gag won't work, Miss Rosalie. I don't have to stand for this, you know. Miss Rosalie, when you came to the door, you knew my name. Even though I wasn't introduced when Lieutenant Rankin and I were at your place earlier. But I... But nothing. I perched on your fire escape. I heard you and Will Stanley talking about this girl. That's what... Yes. That's what happened. And you and your partner guessed it. That's why you're here, pretending to be her cousin. You want to get her out of here. So he can kill her. I'm leaving. No, you're not. You're staying. There's a certain police lieutenant who wants to chat with you, baby. Look, I... I... Stand still, Mr. Granger. It's the man in the gray hat. Yes, my dear. You gave me quite a chase. You're a smart character, Stanek. You got in here and hid in the kitchen, right? Right. And before you make the mistake of reaching for that gun, I'll take it. Here we are. Wow. Nice little party I'm having tonight. Even if two of the guests are uninvited. Quiet. Hannah, get the girl out of here. My car is around the corner on the side street. Well, hurry. You're quite an organizer, Stanek. Go on, Hannah, hurry. Have you a gun? Yeah. Good. If she makes any noise or tries to attract attention, you know what to do. Yeah. Please, Granger, no moving around. I don't trust you. Thanks. I didn't think you would. You won't be long, Will. Not more than a few moments. Drive around the front. The police don't know my car. Very well. Come on, Miss Banton. Mr. Granger. Go with her, baby. Well, this makes it just you and me, huh, Stanley? Yeah. And I haven't got much time. Would you stand over there? Yeah. I'd be glad to. Let go. You wouldn't shoot. And you know it wouldn't. Can I? Oh. I don't think so. Now for Hannah Rosalie. Okay, Miss Rosalie, up with up. Hey, what goes? I think you'll find that Miss Rosalie is indisposed, Mr. Granger. What? The blackjack, you know. As you suggested, I hit her over the head. friends, that's the story. I'll be back to wrap up the case in just a minute. Home on. About the time we got Hannah Rosalie and Will Stanek tied up, Lieutenant Rankin showed. Indications were that both of them would go up on murder raps for the killing of their unnamed partner. Rankin phoned for transportation, after which we went downstairs once more. And just want to see in what name this car is registered. I think you'll find it quite legal, Lieutenant. Oh, you do, do you? Uh, 
I guess you're right. It belongs to Will Stanek, all right. You know, Granger, you did a good job. Oh, I better thank Miss Benton here. She did most of the work. Including the spotting of the murder. Holy smoke! I forgot. You got what? The body. We haven't got a corpus to that guy. We haven't? Well, just come with me, Lieutenant. There you are, Lieutenant. In the trunk compartment. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. But, Lieutenant, that's what I always thought you were. Steve Granger again. You've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my files. And I'll have another one for you. So be around next time.